Hello, I'm Scott Colvin, and this is the Startup Podcast. You know, this morning, I was out taking a walk in my neighborhood, and I was thinking about just how different this year has really been, how different Thanksgiving was, and Christmas is going to be, and how different it has been with the pandemic, and learning how to build Zoom relationships, and physical distancing that can lead to social isolation and loneliness, and I can rage against it or get discouraged by it. But today I had a thought that helped me to just let go, and that thought was, it's okay that it's different. Psalm 112 verses 5 through 8 in the TPD helped me put some language to this. It says, life is good for the one who is generous and charitable, conducting affairs with honesty and truth. Their circumstances will never shake them, and others will never forget their example. They will not live in fear or dread of what may come, for their hearts are firm, ever secure in their faith. Steady and strong, they will not be afraid, but will calmly face their every foe until they all go down in defeat. Even as I read it, it helps me because I can depend way too much on routine and consistency and depend on the props of life to make me secure. I still have a long way to go to outgrow my insecurities. You know, my insecurities make me controlling. Even this week, I had an afternoon where I felt like things were just spiraling out of control and I was insecure and I just started barking out orders to everyone in my house and trying to control everyone. No, this is how you put up Christmas lights and stop petting the dog that way and telling my dog, be quiet, stop barking. And here's how you do this. And my family just had to tell me, Scott, you need to calm down. It was my insecurity. So I want to talk in today's podcast about four ways to outgrow insecurity. You know, it was told to me, you don't outlive insecurity, you outgrow it. Meaning you don't just age out of being insecure. Just because you get older doesn't mean your insecurities go away. I have to, and we all have to outgrow our insecurities. Growth is what makes them go away. Insecurity takes on different faces depending on our age, but it's still there unless we outgrow it. You know, insecurity starts inside me and I think all of us with that desire to be like everyone else. We don't want to stick out and be different and we care what people think. We consistently are measuring ourselves against others. It's like Theodore Roosevelt said, comparison is the thief of joy. Outgrowing our insecurity starts with being convinced it's okay to be different. Genesis 6 and verse 8 in the message, it says this about Noah. It says, but Noah was different and God liked what he saw in Noah. You know, God liked that Noah was different. He liked the parts of him that were different from those around him. Noah cared about God. He cared about right and wrong. He cared about people. You know, often it's the parts of us that make us different are the very parts that God loves about us the most. In Hebrews 12 and verse 1 in the TLB, it says, Since we have such a huge crowd of men of faith watching us from the grandstands, let us strip off anything that slows us down or holds us back, and especially those sins that wrap themselves so tightly around our feet and trip us up. And let us run with patience the particular race that God has set before us. 
you know, when I read this, I think insecurity is probably the biggest thing that has held me back and slowed me down or wrapped itself around me and tripped me up. And what it says as, as you read through it, that God has given each of us a particular race, that if we throw off insecurity, we can run that particular race, a particular destiny and a particular journey that God has put in front of each one of us. My race is not your race and your journey is not my journey. You know, I ran track and uh, sometimes I would try to do a different race or a different event than the one I was training to do. I remember I tried to do the triple jump and, uh, you know, man, the triple jump is hard. I tried to do it. I was just terrible at it. It wasn't my race. I had to be good at my race. And, you know, I know my challenge as a father and, and, and uh, what I'm inspired to do is to help my kids find how they are destined to make a difference and what God wants them to do, not just what I want them to do. But we're all here to change the world, but God has given us different destinies. And Proverbs 27, 19 in the Passion, it says, just as no two faces are exactly alike, so every heart is different. So first thing I want to do when I take on me outgrowing my insecurities is looking at some of the characteristics of insecurity. You know, we're all leaders in some way. We lead our families or we lead at work or at school or in church. Uh, I've been led by insecure leaders and I have been an insecure leader plenty of times. I kind of break down insecure leaders into three different categories. And these are good to study out, and I have, and they help me. The first is the compromised leader. Compromised leader is one who lessens the standard because they always want to get people to follow them and like them. I have compromised because I want people to like me due to my insecurities. I call this Aaron leadership. And if that's one you relate to and want to know more about, go to Exodus 32 and study out Aaron leadership and how he compromised. The second is the conceited leader. This is when our insecurities are so all-consuming that we become consumed with ourself as a way to overcome them. It's marked with jealousy and competitiveness, being hidden and making things all about me. And this is Saul leadership. You want to learn more about that? You can go to 1 Samuel chapters 10 through 31. It's a it's a rough study, but it's a good one to see what insecurity looks like, what it's manifested in life. And, and the third form of insecure leadership that I have had and, and seen is self-righteous leadership. This is where we make ourselves feel better by criticizing others and elevating ourselves over them as a way to deal with the insecurities that we feel. And I call that Pharisee leadership. And you can do a study in Matthew 23 and, and, and it'll work you over really well. In Psalm 77 and verse 13 in the voice, it says, Our God, your way is so different, so distinct, so divine. No other God compares with our God. You know, God has a way that is different for us to lead. And he's always trying to lead. And instead of us always trying to prove ourselves through our insecurities and being dominated by them, he wants us to take on a different way. In Luke 22 and verse 26 and 27 in the TPT, it says, but this is not your calling. Jesus is speaking. He says, you will lead by a different model. The greatest one among you will live as one called to serve others without honor. 
The greatest honor and authority is reserved for the one who has a servant heart. The leaders who are served are the most important in your eyes, but in the kingdom, it is the servants who lead. Am I not here with you as one who serves you? You know, I don't like reading that scripture all of the time because I just don't like serving and um, I need to get better at serving. Secure people, secure leaders, Jesus says, are those who serve and who make a difference for others. They're not consumed with themselves. This is they're not consumed with how they look, how they rank, or where they stand, or how others view them. I want to just look at Jesus's example to learn four ways to outgrow our insecurities. Four ways to outgrow our insecurities. And these come from John 13, verses 3 through 5 in the TPT. And the context of this is this is Jesus as he is getting ready to go to the cross. And it's The last night he's with his disciples and his example is one to serve, but we can learn how he has outgrown all insecurities that he might have. It says, now Jesus was fully aware that the father had placed all things under his control for he had come from God and was about to go back to be with him. So he got up from the meal and took off his outer robe and took a towel and wrapped it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' dirty feet and dry them with his towel. You know, Jesus gives us four ways right here to outgrow our insecurities. The first is to become self-aware. It says that Jesus was fully aware of who he was. You know, if I'm going to outgrow my insecurities, I need to be fully aware of who I am, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I need to be aware and know what are my talents and the gifts that God has given me in the areas that I can develop and that he can develop in me. Sometimes we're afraid to acknowledge those talents that God has given us. I also have to be aware of what are my weaknesses and where do I need help and where do I need to admire people and learn from people and rely on people. And then I need to also be aware of my sins that keep me humble. You know, this is a big part of what a quiet time is for. For me, it's the time where I can become more self-aware. The second thing Jesus teaches us after becoming self-aware is I have to deal with my unfinished business. It says that Jesus knew where he came from. You know, I need to understand where I come from and deal with any unfinished business that I have in life so that I don't carry around all that guilt, shame, regret, or self-accusations. Those just feed my insecurities. When we don't deal with our past, who we are, uh, our guilt, the things that have made us ashamed, when we try to hide those instead of dealing with them, then we become more insecure. So if I'm going to outgrow my insecurities, number one, I learn from Jesus, become self-aware. Number two, deal with my unfinished business. Number three, be convinced that God has given me a destiny. It also says that Jesus knew where he was going. You know, all of us need to believe that God has chosen us and called us to a purpose and to a destiny to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. We are here for a reason. We have all of our talents. We have all of the opportunities, even sins and failures are all a part of God shaping us for a destiny that he has picked for us and us being convinced of that. Finally, number four, 
After all of that, Jesus served. With the security he had, he used it to serve his friends. He served, and we have to learn how to serve. I do. I have to get way better at it. Serve at home, serving my family, my community, serving God, my friends. You know, I really, to close out on this part on serving, I know there's four ways to serve. One is to physically serve, and that's sharing, giving, volunteering, making ourselves available. Um, you know, doing things around the house so that others don't need to. Second, emotionally serving. Giving my heart, being compassionate, empathetic, loving. Not just having emotions that center around myself, but really giving my heart to, to those around me. Third, intellectually serving. Really applying myself so I can understand people, my wife, my kids, my friends, so that I can help them and be there for them. And then finally, spiritually serving. That's using scriptures, praying for people, putting together Bible studies. Those are four great ways to serve. So to outgrow our insecurities, Jesus gives us four steps. One, become self-aware. Two, deal with our unfinished business. Three, be convinced that God has given us a destiny. And finally, four, serve. And that's summed up in Proverbs 11:25. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. To outgrow insecurity, Jesus gives us a way which gets us off of ourselves and it's paving the path for us to serve. So for us with this holiday coming up, with the rest of this pandemic, I really think we're in the, the final curve of the final lap of this pandemic and we're going to make it to the finish line but we've got to overcome and outgrow our insecurities and learn from Jesus that we can do that together when we help serve and help each other to get there.